everyone. Welcome back to the Sustainability Time podcast hosted by the University of Victoria Sustainability Project. We are a student-funded organization that promotes sustainable endeavors on and off campus. This episode is being recorded on the homelands of the Lekwungen and Wisanish-speaking peoples. My name is Ely and I'm going to be your host for the episode today. I will be interviewing two of our board members to discuss wellness within the sustainability movement, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Lindsay. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm the chair with the UVSP and I'm a student at UVic uh, in the Geography and Environmental Studies program right now. I'm Alexa. Um, I also use she, her pronouns and I am in social sciences and I'm part of the UVSP as a board member. Amazing. So um, for the podcast today, we're going to be talking about how sustainability and wellness tie together, especially during online school. So I have a few questions for you guys. First of all, how have you incorporated wellness this school year? Mm, That's such a good one. Um, I think step one for me was like making sure to like schedule in breaks for myself. Um, I found like it really hard, like with the transition to online learning and stuff, um, just separating like my personal life and my breaks and my mental health from like my schoolwork because my computer is just always right there. And like my desk is right beside my bed. Like I really had to like make that time like different from my work time. Right. Yeah, for me, it's definitely been a lot of, like, creating a routine around, especially waking up. I found, like, plugging in my phone away from my bed has really been, like, essential because it's just so quick to, like, quick first thing you do in the morning is, like, go on Instagram and, like, just start the day on the screen and, like, end the day on the screen. I've been trying to um, prevent that in my routine um, just because we've on it so much and it's hard on the eyes and we don't really know the effect that all this is having on our body. It's so much screen time and we're losing our social interaction. Um, so that's been really hard. And yeah, also just like reaching out to people around you. Right. That's been like really important. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm trying to like see the bigger picture here and like realize that like sort of investing into my like wellness right now will help me to like, sustain my health and my grades and my um, social life and just all these different aspects I'm like investing in that for the long run right and then also too it's if we are energized ourselves then we will have the ability to take on causes that are near and dear to our hearts so like talking about indigenous rights and like this is why I propose having an idea about doing wellness and sustainability together for this podcast too right really connect the two because if we're burnt out ourselves and we can't help others and the planet and yeah yeah Yeah, wellness and sustainability are just like so interconnected like especially with um just having so much online time we're just like overloaded with sort of like sort of bad news like real news 
Mm-hmm. And like people who are on the ground and are experiencing all these hardships and struggles like firsthand, which is amazing um, to sort of like hear people's stories and their voices so directly. Um, but it, it can be overwhelming just like hearing so much bad when you already are aware of all of sort of like the bad that's in the world mm-hmm. and sort of like all of the your personal struggles. It's yeah, it's definitely like so interconnected wellness and sustainability in your life and with sort of environmental and external um yeah I totally agree like if you think about it from a grander scheme of things like the pandemic plus all of the environmental degradation that's going on plus all the plastic pollution plus like any personal things that's going on especially with school being online it all just kind of comes together and it interconnects completely but so overwhelming right if you like think about all everything right and you think of like your little self here in victoria you know like what am i doing like part of the bigger picture of things but so hard to like isolate yourself from it i think that groups like the uvsp it's so important to have connection this time even though obviously it's hard online but it's just, like really forcing yourself to like get outside of like your comfort zone even if you don't really like zoom like this is the circumstances we have right now and it's we need the connection with other people because otherwise we feel these isolated people and we feel like desperate we can't do anything to like help ourselves and like the greater humanity and like so we're moving forward as a collective as opposed to this right that like totally brings back your point about routine you know like having these sort of like activities that may just be like like a meeting on zoom every two weeks Mm -hmm. and like we're just sort of trying to do what we can as a student advocacy group like during a pandemic all online but like still it brings so much routine and connection and it's like Mm -hmm. even though it's not in the ideal format it's still like can be really important and really impactful just for your wellness for sure yeah personal accountability like showing up to better yourself and yeah the greater community you're a part of Mm. Yeah, I really resonate with that. Like, I know that UVSP meetings are, like, bi-weekly, and they're only an hour, but I feel like they really help with my mental health just because, like, some of my classes are asynchronous, and even for my synchronous classes, like, nobody shows their face, and I'm just, like, alone every day doing schoolwork. Usually when COVID isn't a thing, like, I'll have, like, my friends studying with me, and we can just kind of, like, get on the grind together, but now that's not really a possibility in British Columbia. So I feel like just having someone there, like a group of people that share the same values as you to talk about stuff that you're passionate in and that's really important to your mental wellness. If you're somebody that cares a lot about sustainability and obviously that goes into sustainability because we chat about sustainability. So I totally agree. Yeah, Yeah, it's a great, I like heard someone use a metaphor to describe these times as like, we're all in like, mini snow globes yeah everything all the problems and like everything are like just flowing around with us and it's like no time than like ever before that we're like solo going after it because we can't connect with other people as we normally would like we can't and also like not be as busy it's like I don't know maybe last year's like oh you just pee like I to do this on campus like blah 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 like I'll I'll go next week but like now it's like it's so crucial to like that is happening like I'm going Mm. yeah I feel like another way that sustainability and like wellness ties into each other is because like 
you can't be advocating and on the front lines like reading sad sustainability news or just trying to like speak up when you are mentally drained like especially during online school i think a lot of us have zoom fatigue a lot of us are just like not getting enough sleep and not doing the best so yeah i think it's really crucial that we have to take care of our emotional well-being and wellness in order to fully engage in sustainability efforts yeah you're so right like when i think of like wellness and sustainability i like think back to um all of the solidarity action that was happening with the wet soledin um last january so like just over a year ago um and just sort of like how powerful that was like if you were down at the legislature like you were like witnessing like activist burnout and like you really had to focus on your wellness if you wanted to sort of be there every day and like show solidarity and like actually like show up like not just like be there but like like show up for other people you know um and that was just like such a such a struggle and it was it was so exhausting and like I wasn't even like part of like the the main organizing group and I wasn't really um like connected with the youth that were that were like pulling all the strings behind this like amazing movement right which is so awesome too because it's all community-led yeah yeah and it's so inspiring to like see people that are like like youth like there was also a lot of elders I think there as well but it was a lot of like young people who were who may have been students or just like they had their their part-time or full-time work and they were like giving up so much time to like advocate for these causes and like their wellness was such a big part of that, you know? Yeah, you, like, saw them in practicing the ritual, like, even at the legislature. And, like, I, f- I feel so fortunate we were there for some of the, the songs they were saying that are so healing. Like, sometimes when I'm stressed, like, I remember the one they would often sing with the drum down at the legislature. Yeah, it's so powerful. And yeah. just, like, sort of group healing and how that has changed over the past year with COVID, like... Mm. Yeah, you really got to, like, focus your wellness back into sort of, like, a, a priority for yourself. Do you guys, like, do you guys know what the term eco-anxiety is and do you guys experience it? Mm-hmm. I don't think I have, like, that much familiarity with it, but... Um, I think I would definitely, I would definitely relate to it. Um, just being scared out of your mind pretty much about everything. Yeah. It's hard to be like hopeful when there's just so much daunting news about the climate and sort of different like resource extraction projects going on and like how that ties in with like human rights and like social change. Like, yeah, it's super overwhelming. For sure. There's actually, um, a prophet Uvic called Ellen Kelsey in the environmental studies and she started this thing called on Instagram it's like a hashtag ocean optimism Um, and I follow it and pretty much her belief behind it is she's explaining why it's important pride rather than fear is so crucial in environmental engagement and why if we're ever gonna like a post-pandemic like a green recovery or whatever like in order for people to act, they have to feel inspired. They're not going to feel inspired if you're saying, like, like this is how much the world is going to warm. Like, this is how much, like, sea levels are going to rise in 10 years. Like, you know, like, 
big picture that just makes you want to crawl into bed and like listen to Adele all day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like so during first semester I did this like research project for a qualitative research methods class. Um and my research question was just how this is the COVID pandemic has impacted the sustainability practices and especially like the attitudes of low wasters. And a lot of my data basically just said that a lot of my participants struggled with eco-anxiety because especially now during COVID, like you see a lot more plastic pollution, you know, like single use plastics are going up because reusables are banned and a lot of people are using um, disposable face masks. So it's hard to kind of keep a um, easygoing spirit and an encouraged spirit when everything's just kind of going downhill. Right. And it seems like such a step in the wrong direction when you yeah. think like it took like two years to like implement some of these like plastic straw bands and like mm-hmm. now it's just like wiped away. But yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's definitely, I think maybe what the pandemic has taught us is like that maybe it's just like such a great not great but like a unifying thing like we're all going through this and like I think it also just reminds us how connected we are like in terms of the planet like our ecosystems I think the world and like mother nature's just like hold on guys you think you own the show like let me just tell you here and then COVID and then obviously it's been so heartbreaking and so painful but you know I think there's some potential there's a time for us to really rise out of this stronger than ever before yeah yeah I think um a big part of sort of like um the pandemic and um it impacting sustainability is like sort of the social attitudes that um people were sort of um acquiring related to like reusable bags and um sort of like uh, more environmentally friendly like transportation and things like that like some people like may not have um, the capacity now to sort of like take the bus, whether that be related to, um, sort of health or like who's in their bubble or like, um, if you're just working from home, you're not going to be leaving your house as much. So like people are not going to be doing those things and like they might choose driving over, taking the bus. Um, and same with like bringing your own bag to the grocery store. Like people don't want to do that anymore. And some grocery stores like won't let you. Um, and so just like rebounding, (laughs) from those attitudes during COVID um, after sort of COVID has sort of wrapped up. Um, If that will ever happen, I don't know if we'll be like seeing sort of these um, social attitudes again, or if we will, will that be sort of like a longer term goal? Mm, I'm really curious about that too. And like what society will do and like, are we going to bounce right back? Are we going to, take a very long time to bounce back which I hope does not happen I think it's so funny though just as like humans are like we gotta go back to normal but like what do we want to go back to that normal like was that positive back then like we're all just so busy like just careless I don't know I think I'm it's definitely been like a big wake-up call like you never know what it's yeah. gonna happen yeah. yeah also privilege like ties into that too like just sort of the the cost of a reusable mask versus getting like free disposable masks mm-hmm. um that can be like such a barrier for people like 
Um, same with just like all sorts of PP. Um, right. Yeah, that's just sort of like a, a big thing that I think even sort of like governmental um, benefits and such that have been happening in Canada, like, like, yeah, they're, they're giving you a little bit of money towards like rent and food, but like, should they be also giving out PPE for people as well? Yeah, especially thinking like the unhoused folk and how devastating this pandemic has also been like the indigenous communities with lower resources and like that type of thing. And yeah. Yeah, it's like, how do we keep everyone safe um, and consider sustainability to an extent? So how have you guys been cultivating wellness practices that are sustainable? And what are some examples of wellness practices in mainstream media that are unsustainable? If you want to shed light on that. Mm. Let's see. Um, yeah, I think the time we get to spend outside right now has been like super integral for me. Um, it's just like when you're at you like really see how everything's interconnected because you're like here i am walking and here's the garyoke ecosystems and there's a great horned owl and <laughs> you know um all that type of stuff and then i think also being super mindful of what you're consuming all around but in terms of like are you are you cutting out single-use plastic where you can and like where it's safe for you to do so and that type of thing and um yeah there's like I received the from the UBSS the um, the mental health care box they had coming out and they had great they had Neza Naturals which I think is a local company in Victoria and they are pretty they make face masks and like clay masks and stuff that are more environmentally friendly than like the single use stuff that you commonly see on Instagram um and also silk roti, which is phenomenal and is bulk. You can bring your container. And yeah, that's been cool. Highlights. I think over the past like year and a half, I've been thinking like a lot about diet and sort of like how individual that is and how um, sort of income plays a part in it and geographic location and just like a whole bunch of it's very intersectional diet and food systems. Um, and personally for myself, I think a diet has been like such a big part of my wellness. Um, like finding sort of the right foods for me that fit into my student budget, um, but are also very like environmentally aware, mm -hmm. like eating the seasons, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. should we be buying mango or smoothies right now? <laughs> I don't know. You guys want to expand yeah. on what you mean by environmentally aware for the for the listeners? Like, are we talking local? Are we talking plant based? Are we talking like how it's packaged? For sure, yeah. I think all of those things. Um, definitely, there's like trade offs with your food. Like, are you gonna spend a little bit more this week on um, some of your root vegetables and buy them local, or are you going to um, sort of cater to um, your budget and just buy like bulk from Costco straight from like <laughs> Guatemala or something like you know what I mean like there's always trade-offs and I think you just sort of have to like see both sides um, 
of organic versus non-organic, local versus non, um, and just sort of like the packaging as well. Yeah, I think it's be so overwhelming too. Like you're like, what's better decision? Like, can buy this organic, but there's GMOs and it's in plastic, or I can buy this bulk one from Guatemala. You know, it's like, what's the better choice? I think sometimes you just be like, okay, can't please everything. I'm doing the best I can here. I'm gonna pick this, but I know there was definitely some problematic things that went on to get into my hand. But for sure, and too like. Um, I've just like sort of recently in the last few years started to do like fully my own grocery shopping, you know, like becoming a student last year and living on my own, like moving out here across the country. Like I didn't really know how to shop for myself and how to sort of like cultivate sustainability in my diet. Um, and so that's been a really big learning curve and like, yeah, you, you can't be perfect. Like the food system has so many flaws that um, as a consumer, like you'll almost always sort of be doing something wrong, um, and you just have to have to like cater to like what your body needs for nutrients, um, and like what what will like make you like feel good, like mentally and physically, and something um, like foods that fit into your budget as well. So like veganism, I don't think. Um, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think I have done enough research to sort of like figure out what vegan recipes and foods will like work for me right now. And so like, I'm sort of like trying to like lead into that because veganism, there's a lot of like privilege with it. And I'm sure we'll talk about it in like another food podcast. Um, hint, 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 big plug here. Plug. Um, <laughs> but yeah like something like veganism like it doesn't work for everyone and like you can't like you can't just believe that you're unsustainable because you're not uh, like fully vegan or fully vegetarian it's like no you have to do like what's right for you what's right for your budget like all these different aspects come into play with diet and like you can be sustainable but there's always like trade-offs with it of course yeah like I remember this great quote I forget who said it but it's like like the goal of like being sustainable you don't want everyone to be doing it perfectly you don't want like 10 people to be doing it perfectly you want like a mass amount doing doing something but it's not perfect like they're trying but like you want imperfect you want it to be imperfect yeah um because it's it's unattainable for so many reasons like we can't all be vegan and like zero waste and you know especially covid too it's just like back to basics yeah get your nutrients like make sure you're fed (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree to like to what Lindsay was saying just now about like veganism um and sustainability and privilege a bit ago I think like during the winter break so like two months ago I just decided like there isn't that much I can do for sustainability anymore nowadays because like you can't go on like beach cleanups and you can't bring a lot of reusables to, to things. And there's just a lot that you can't do anymore. So I decided right. I'm going to go as plant-based as possible. So I decided to basically like, you know, gather a lot of um, plant-based meals and plant-based meal plans, cook those, grocery shop for those. And it was pretty good. I felt really good about myself because I know that like eating plant-based is the one of the most like best things you can do for the planet but then um then I 
started feeling kind of tired during the day. Mm-hmm. And I had a I had a consultation with my family doctor and apparently after I got my blood test figured out apparently I was iron deficient. So I wasn't eating oh my God. Meat. So in order to take care of my health, I had to start eating a little bit of red meat. So I feel like that just kind of goes to show like it it kind of sucks, but also like you can't do everything perfectly because you got yeah, to for sure. Yeah. I went through the same thing, Ely. <laughs> me too. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> Happened to me in July. <laughs> yeah, and um I was in a bit of an accident um in the fall. Um and just part of my healing, like I, I really yeah, brought me back to basics and I was like, okay, hey, what does my body need right now? Like, what is wellness for me in this moment? Like, even if my sort of, like, values related to food are, um, like, very plant-based, like, at that time, like, yeah, I I needed iron, I needed protein, like, there were all these sort of things that my body needed to heal, Um, and I just gave them to myself because I was like, okay, like, this is what I need right now. She needed the cold-cut turkey from Savon. I did. That was like my one thing. I was like, I need this. Um, and it helped me so much. And like, so those, these sort of like dietary needs and um, diet related to s- sustainability, like it changes all the time. It's such a dynamic thing. Like your body needs things that you might not need all year round, but yeah, you just got to like hone into like yeah, it's your specific needs. It depends on the moment. It like changes all the time, like yeah. during the day with COVID too and like Zoom school. It's like, I need more sugar today. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's so important not to be harsh on yourselves just because like these times are just so, I know everyone said they're so unprecedented, but like they really are like, it's crazy. I'm someone has said that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also like with wellness practices and sustainability, like Making your wellness practices a habit, I feel like is a really hard thing. Uh, like you have to be that. Yeah. Like you have to like make these practices like um like sustainable in the sense of like you can do these things long term and you can you can see like the long term effects of what you're doing, whether that be like exercise or like if you like music, like creating music or art or like sort of what uh, whatever it means to you Part to be routine. well. Yeah. Do you want to give examples of how you've been exercising these types of practices? Yeah, well, I've, um, this past, like, two years, I've really been getting into, like, yoga and stretching, and, like, I've been making stretching, like, a part of, like, when I wake up and when I go to bed, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I get out of bed, and I, I make sure to do it, and then before I get into bed at the end of the day, I do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, making it a routine. Um, making it sort of accessible. I have my yoga mat just like all the time (laughs) and sort of contributing to my like physical and mental health with um, online school too because sitting in a chair all day really gets your body in a funk. Yeah, it's no good. Wrong places. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for me it's been, I definitely been like making my meditation practice more of like a constant. I try to do that every morning um just because sometimes I do it when I'm like more like feeling down or like tired but like no it's like you gotta gotta sustain yourself through like you gotta do it all the time if you can um 
And then also I could go on a really long time about this, but I started this exercise program called The Class. They have a free 14-day trial. <laughs> um, and it's like the most amazing, it's like a workout for your mind, body, spirit, whole thing. Um, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like yoga, but it's like mindfully curated to like the most amazing music ever. And you got jumping jacks and squats in there and like, it's like spiritual fitness is how I'm going to spiritual and that. That should be a thing. Yeah. But check it out. The class on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I've done a couple of those classes and like, they're, they're really fun. Yeah. Like it's a fun way to sort of um, reflect on your day and like sort of how you're feeling, but also like um, having that physical aspect and just like getting sweaty yeah. and like dancing around a little bit. It's like, very like free flowing. Like there's lots of time where it's just like you going at whatever your body feels good to move that day. And like, yeah. Um, yeah. And you also just release so much all that zoom fatigue. You just huff it out. <laughs> yeah. And you can like find that in like so many different ways. Like, yeah, for sure. Just, tennis. Yeah. <laughs> tennis running, just throwing on like a just dance video from YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so many ways. I think there's important. There's no wrong way to do it during these times. Like wherever feels good for you and your body. Like yeah, this is your home. Yeah, I I used to do like literally just ten minutes of yoga every morning. I used I used to do that, and it. I used to do that for months. Like, I think from August, I did it, like, almost every morning. And then mm-hmm. lately, I don't know what has happened. I just haven't been doing it. And you can feel a difference between, mm-hmm. like, like, just I know it's just 10 minutes in the morning, but it really does a lot. Yeah. I feel that way about – um I was, like, super into journaling in high school. I had did this, like, program, and that was sort of, like, a – like you had to do it. You had to keep a journal. And it kind of stuck with me. And like, I'm realizing now that like journaling, even if it's just like a couple sentences about like how I'm feeling when I woke up or just like some things that I saw today that made me happy, like being proactive about um, sort of like a wellness practice and like doing it, even when you don't necessarily feel like you need to mm-hmm. is like so important because you're, you're just being like proactive about your mental health. And you're sort of, like, assessing it before it, it may need to be assessed, you know? Like, before you sort of hit that, like, almost rock bottom, mm-hmm. um, you're sort of helping yourself out and giving yourself, like, that daily dose of, like, sort of what your mind or your body needs. Right. Um, not to plug UVic or anything, but they did just start their whole new, like, the wellness center. Um, and part of what they have is called Support Connect, and it's, like, a 24-7 student hotline and you can like talk to all sorts of professionals at any hour of the day um and it's a new service this year and i don't know if my students know about it so i don't know about it personally i'll check it out yeah yeah the wellness center seems pretty awesome like they have i think there's covid testing at uvic now the wellness center has like not so awesome yeah covid testing that's just sort of like (laughs) fyi yeah Um, but the wellness center i think has like um holistically approach to wellness is like yeah you got multi-faith and you got doctors you got nurses mental health professionals all in one place so it's just like communication is key obviously there's a lot more work to be done but in terms of the whole 
that's another story but yeah bringing in like non-traditional like western medicine and then like thinking of other approaches to that you know there's so much to learn from and indigenous peoples around the world have been doing this like wellness thing for so long but um, we're all just yeah yeah we've got a lot to learn from each other <laughs> just yeah. as sort of like a classic pandemic quote we're all in this together exactly um and i do have a quote to wrap things up for us um do share it goes like this there's a way that nature speaks that land speaks most of the time we're simply not patient enough quiet enough to pay attention to the story linda hogan um yeah and i think that quote really resonated to me because like this time is giving us the time to calm down and listen to the planet and i think that's what the planet has done delivering us this pandemic <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a beautiful way to end the pod well it was so lovely chatting with you guys thanks and for having us Ely. yeah of course thanks for sharing how you've been cultivating wellness with sustainability Super fun yes i hope our tips and tricks resonate with the listeners yeah and our little tangents and rambling yeah i'm sure they did awesome awesome okay see you next time see yeah. you Ely. talk to you guys next time Thank you so much for joining us on the Sustainability Time podcast hosted by the University of Victoria Sustainability Project. This podcast was edited by Emma Jane Bearing and the music is by Hook Sound.